0: What I learned was this, I think, important lesson, which is, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will.
1: Do you struggle to carve out time to write? Is your calendar so packed that writing feels like a luxury, not a necessity? Do you want to leave your day job and write full time, but you're not sure you could ever figure out how? Or maybe you have the opposite problem. You're hustling so hard in your writing life that it doesn't feel like fun anymore you worried so much about platforms and blogging software and algorithms that you've forgotten the passion that drove you to writing in the first place? If so, you've landed in the right place. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing, and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show friends, lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. Whether writing is your day job, or a side hustle, or a few moments in between wrangling the kids, your life needs balance. If we're willing to be honest, balance is pretty hard to find these days. Life pulls each of us in a million different directions. Family and work responsibilities lobby hard for our time, and most of us feel like writing gets short shrift. When we do get a chance to write, we feel burnt out before we've even begun. This episode is all about finding balance by inviting writing to take up space in our lives. Here at Hope Writers, we work hard and we rest hard. We like to say that we know how to hustle without losing heart, So whatever stage you're in in your writing journey, you can achieve balance by focusing on what is most important or as author and podcaster Greg McEwen says it, what's essential. Lean in as Greg tells us more during a recent Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with author and Hope Writers co-founder Emily P. Freeman.
2: So I wonder if you would take us maybe on a, a little bit of a beginner's journey. Because, I, you know, we've got writers here, we've got writers here who are committed to writing words that matter in a meaningful way without sacrificing their meaningful life. And that's such an important part of this work that we're doing as hope writers, writers who want to bring hope into the world. But so often what gets in the way is the very things you just said which is this idea of productivity of of being busy without being productive of letting other people dictate or determine what our priorities are of forgetting that other people aren't going to say no for me so how <laughs> do i learn to say no and essentialize things for myself but let's say i'm someone who recognizes this and i have this heart of what you're saying and i agree and i'm i'm writing down the i'm a writer who's written down everything you just said but how do i move from this side of the cliff <laughs> what yeah. it sometimes feels like over to this, this um, lifestyle of an essentialist, do you have a framework or steps or any, you know, the three things we got to know? Because listen, these writers are ready to take notes.
0: Well, I mean, one of the answers that I've come up with that wasn't wasn't written, you know, in the original book when essentialism was published, but was a 21-day challenge that I de- developed specific things people can do every day for 21 days. Each of them very achievable, very doable. and I And I realized in some ways it ought to have been in the book Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the first place, and so it was only now the paperback the paperback version of Essentialism comes out in December, and so now it is in there, so people can follow the you know the twenty one day challenge. There's a, a video class that will come along with it, so they can sign up for that and they can you know for free uh, and 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 get those those videos to help them on this on this journey. So that's one answer. And let me share one of the uh, the the day challenges from from that twenty one day challenge, and it's um. Uh, it, it comes from a reader of essentialism who took a question away from the book that actually isn't in the book, uh, but it was their sort of synopsis of what they had read. And the question they took away was just, what's the most important thing I need to do today? Yes. And so they just started asking that question every single day. At first, the answers were things like, well, I you know, have a client, uh that needs this from me and I'll, you know, I'll deliver this project. I and mean, it was, they, they owned their own consulting firm. So most of the answers were to do with their business. Uh, but over time, as they were, you have know, got those things more in order. They started getting answers like, well, you've got to do something for self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she actually showed me a picture of before and after just, just from the self-care point of view. And she was so close to discombobulating physically. You can see it physically. Uh, that that she was absolutely yeah. you know beyond burnout, uh, mm-hmm. and so her answers steered her. Same question, different answers steer her to now a different uh, set of behaviours. And then and then one day she gets a call from her dad. Says, "Look, Mum's in the hospital again. It's not nothing serious. You got way too much on your plate. Don't worry about coming. Just wanted to let you know." But she said that when she asked the question that day, "What's the most important thing you need to do today?" It was so clear. What she needed to do was go to the hospital. That's a two-hour drive, so it's you know half your day. You're committing it right there. So she does it. She says she said she just knew that was what she needed to do. She gets to the hospital. She sees her mother. Says, "Look at you know I love you. I'm sure everything's going to be fine." The mother says, "Yeah, I love you back." Uh, they have this moment, and within an hour of that, even though it wasn't supposed to be serious, she'd slipped into a coma, and within a week from there, she never woke up from the coma, and so so they they turned off the uh, the life support machine. She said, if I hadn't been an essentialist, th- how different that day would have been, what a different trade off she could have made. And so, that idea of just take that question, you know, write it up. Um, if, if you just print it up, there's if somebody signs up for it, they get an actual printable they can just print up, and you just get to ask that question every day. It sounds like a simple thing, but. As we see with Joe, with her story, over time, the answers change. And so the question keeps coming, uh, is the same. That's really the idea of an essentialist is that you keep coming back to what's essential, even though what is essential can alter, adapt, and even improve uh, over time.
1: How do we live a soulful life in a world of media overwhelm, hustle, and increasing complexity? How do we focus on what's essential so that we can work smarter, not harder, and prioritize what's really important? Another of our Tuesday teachers, author John Eldridge, says that finding what's essential begins with caring for the soul of a writer. As an author of multiple books, John discovered that his writing suffered when he didn't pay attention to his own needs during the writing process. He realized how easy it is to live in the shallows of life, moving from one thing to the next, while forgetting to care for his heart. As writers, we have to be especially intentional and deliberate about soul care so that we have something to offer the world out of the wellsprings of our own lives. Consider these three practices John recommends for healing your writer's heart if you've been swept up in the hustle of life. Number one, seek beauty. When the pace of life and the constant barrage of information overwhelms us, beauty is good medicine. It heals, nourishes, and calms the soul, while also awakening creativity. Infuse your writing life with beauty in as many forms as possible. Place art prints around your home or workspace to inspire you, or listen to beautiful music while writing. John actually chooses thematic film scores to accompany him as he writes his own books. Each book has its own score. Also, seek beauty in nature. While well, I love spending time outdoors as a part of my healthy workflow, even a slow, thoughtful walk around my cul-de-sac can offer time to allow my soul to breathe in the midst of a writing project. Seeking beauty helps us live deeper, richer lives and avoid living in the shallows. Second, practice pausing. Another important element of soul care is taking time to mentally transition between tasks. We live in a culture obsessed with multitasking, and so we have to find ways to actively resist the urge to do too many tasks at one time. When we want to enter a creative space to begin our work, we need to allow for time of transition we need space to focus on what is essential. Whether you need to put your phone on mute or send the dog outside, or just take a moment to close your eyes and give a deep exhale, you can practice pausing as a way of remembering your purpose, envisioning your reader and starting fresh. By pausing before beginning our work, we choose to turn away from distraction, and enter a space where we're free to create from a place of focus. Last, engage your senses. One of the realities of being a writer today is that much of what we experience is moderated through a screen. When it comes to reconnecting with your soul, it's vital to remember what it is to live in the real physical world, not just the curated digital world we inhabit every day. A simple way to do this is to find ways to engage your senses with concrete things. Do you have a favorite scented candle you can light before you write? An essential oil or fragrance that gets your head in the right space for creativity? What about a stone from that beach vacation that reminds you of your message? Or a picture on your desk of the person who inspires you to write? Whether you're breathing in a cup of your favorite coffee or sitting in your comfy chair, You can engage your senses to help you enter a real space before you turn to the screen to write. There is a great temptation to forget ourselves and our soul's needs in this fast-paced online world. We encourage writers to write meaningful words without sacrificing their meaningful lives. Here at Hope Writers, we believe you can work hard and rest hard, that hustle need not be heartless, We're convinced that as you pause to ground yourself in beauty and the real world, you'll remember what's essential and you'll be ready to write about it.
0: You cannot do it all. That's one of the great lies of non-essentialism, is that you can do it all. And not only can you, you should do it, and you have to do it. And that's in fact how you're going to make a success in the world. That's how you're going to be achieve your your great contribution. It's just based in a lie. You, you actually can't do it all. So as soon as you face that reality, you say, well okay well then I need I'm going to make choices. I can either let life make it for me reactively so that your life is acting on you. you're making trade-offs which you always are. you're always saying no all the time, but other people do that for you and other circumstances dictate it for you or you do it yourself. And you really say, what is the right thing for me to do? What is the best, most useful way I can spend this next day, this next hour?
1: If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview with Greg McEwan would be. Every week, Hope Writers members have access to a new one-hour Tuesday teaching with agents, publishers social media strategists, and authors like Greg McEwan. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs or articles, on social media or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from journalist Burton Rascoe A writer is working when he's staring out the window. <laughs> your writing life is a serious pursuit. You have words to share and a reader to serve, but as you create space for writing, be sure to live fully too. Your writing will reflect the richness of your life as you take the time to stare out a window a bit and Pause to smell the roses. Your words will focus clearly on what's essential as you write them in the context of your meaningful life. Thanks for listening, Writer Friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter, and we can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to like and comment and hit the subscribe button below here on YouTube. If you're listening in, like, rate, and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help other listeners and viewers know you found the content helpful. See you next week.